Chapter Eleven of Miss Billy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Miss Billy by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Eleven. Bertram has visitors. Spunk did not change his name, but that was perhaps the only thing that did not meet with some sort of change during the weeks that immediately followed Billy's arrival. Given a house, five men, and an iron-bound routine of life, and it is scarcely necessary to say that the advent of a somewhat fussy elderly woman, an impulsive young girl, and a very much alive small cat will make some difference. As to Spunk's name, and it was not Mrs. Stetson's fault that even that was left undisturbed. Mrs. Stetson early became acquainted with Spunk. She was introduced to him, indeed, on the night of her arrival, though fortunately not at table. William had seen to it that Spunk did not appear at dinner, though to accomplish this the man had been obliged to face the amazed and grieved indignation of the kitten's mistress. But I don't see how anyone can object to a nice clean little cat at the table, Billy had remonstrated tearfully. I know, but uh, they do sometimes, William had stammered. And this is one of the times. Aunt Hannah would never stand for it, never. Oh, but she doesn't know Spunk, Billy had observed then, hopefully. You just wait until she knows him. Mrs. Stetson began to know Spunk the next day. The immediate source of her knowledge was the discovery that Spunk had found her ball of black knitting yarn and had delightedly captured it. Not that he was content to let it remain where it was. Indeed, no. He rolled it down the stairs, batted it through the halls to the drawing-room, and then proceeded to chasse with it in and out among the legs of various chairs and tables, ending in one grand whirl that wound the yarn round and round his small body and kneeled him over half upon his back. There he blissfully went to sleep. Billy found him after a gleeful following of the slender woolen trail. Mrs. Stetson was with her, but she was not gleeful. Oh, Aunt Hannah, Aunt Hannah, gurgled Billy, isn't he just too cute for anything? Aunt Hannah shook her head. I must confess I don't see it, she declared. My dear, just look at that hopeless snarl. Oh, but it isn't hopeless at all, laughed Billy. It's like one of those strings that unwind at parties with a present at the end of it. And Spunk is the present, she added, when she had extricated the small gray cat. And you just hold him, she finished graciously entrusting the sleepy kitten to Mr. Stetson's unwilling arms. But I, it, I can't. Billy, I don't like that name, blurted out the indignant little lady, with as much warmth as she ever allowed herself to show. It must be changed to, to Thomas. Changed? Spunk's name changed? demanded Billy in a horrified voice. Why, Aunt Hannah, it can't be changed. It's his, you know. Then she laughed merrily, Thomas, indeed. Why, you old dear, just suppose I should ask you to change your name. Now, I like Helen Clarabella lots better than Hannah, but I'm not going to ask you to change that, and I'm going to love you just as well, even if you are Hannah. See if I don't. And you love Spunk, too. I'm sure you will. Now watch me find the end of this snarl and she danced over to the dumbfounded little lady in the big chair 
gave her an affectionate kiss and then attacked the tangled mass of black with skillful fingers but i you-oh my grief and conscience finished the little woman whose name was not helen clarabella oh my grief and conscience according to bertram was aunt hannah's deadliest swear word in aunt hannah's black slip lay spunk stretched luxuriously and blinked sleepy eyes then with a long purr of content he curled himself for another nap still spunk it was some time after luncheon that day that bertram heard a knock at his studio door bertram was busy his particular pet face of a girl was to be submitted soon to the judges for a forthcoming art exhibition and it was not yet finished he was trying to make up now for the many hours lost during the last few days and even bertram at times did not like interruptions his model had gone but he was still working rapidly when the knock came his tone was not quite cordial when he answered well it's i spunk and i may we come in called a confident voice bertram said a sharp word behind his teeth but he opened the door of course i was painting he announced how lovely and i'll watch you oh my what a pretty room i'm glad you like it indeed i do i like it ever so much i shall stay here lots i know oh you will for once even bertram's ready tongue failed to find a fitting response yes now paint i want to see you aunt hannah has gone out anyway and i'm lonesome i think i'll stay but i can't that is i'm not used to spectators of course you aren't you poor old lonesomeness but it isn't going to be that way any more you know now that i've come i shan't let you be lonesome i could swear to that declared the man with sudden fervor and for billy's peace of mind it was just as well perhaps that she did not know the exact source of that fervency now pate commanded billy again because he did not know what else to do bertram picked up a brush but he did not paint the first stroke of his brush against the canvas was to spunk a challenge and spunk never refused a challenge with the bound he was on bertram's knee gleefully paw outstretched batting at the end of the brush tut tut no no naughty spunk say but wasn't that cute chuckled billy do it again the artist gave an exasperated sigh my dear girl he protested cruel as it may seem to you this picture is not a kindergarten game for the edification of small cats i must politely ask spunk to desist but he won't laughed billy never mind we will take it some day when he's asleep let's not paint any more anyhow i've come to see your rooms and she sprang blithely to her feet dear dear what a lot of faces and all girls too how funny why don't you paint other things still they are rather nice thank you accepted bertram dryly bertram did not paint any more that afternoon billy found much to interest her and she asked numberless questions she was greatly excited when she understood the full significance of the omnipresent face of a girl and she graciously offered to pose herself for the artist she spent indeed quite half an hour turning her head from side to side and demanding now how's that and that tiring at last of this she suggested spunk as a substitute remarking that after all cats 
pretty cats like Spunk were even nicer to paint than girls. She rescued Spunk then from the paint box, where he had been holding high carnival with Bertram's tubes of paint, and demanded if Bertram ever saw a more delightful, more entrancing, more altogether to be desired model. She was so artless, so merry, so frankly charmed with it all that Bertram could not find it in his heart to be angry, notwithstanding his annoyance. But when at four o'clock she took herself and her cat cheerily upstairs, he lifted his hands in despair. Great Scott, he groaned, if this is a sample of what's coming, I'm going, that's all. End of chapter 11